Hello and welcome to the return of Game Sense. In 2023, we're on YouTube following in the footsteps of our male draft podcast, Final Siren. We're going to have heaps of video content, but if you want to catch the audio version, that's still there for you too. We've got plenty to get through in today's episode, a special edition with me, your host Michael Alvaro and Peter Williams, of course. Let's get stuck into it. In today's episode of Game Sense, we're going to primarily be focusing on the Sample W, which is upcoming very, very shortly. We're going to hear from top AFLW draft talents, Lauren Young and Sinead Goody throughout their preseason. And we're going to discuss the eight teams ahead of the first bounce, which is, uh, yeah, Pete, coming up very, very shortly. You must be pretty excited. Yeah, absolutely. It's Friday night, so really exciting time for, uh, I guess, footy fans, because obviously, aside from the NTFL which runs over the off-season, of course. Um, this is sort of the first league, uh, male or female, kicking off in the new calendar year. So certainly a really exciting time and looking forward to getting stuck into it. And we will pretty shortly. We've got, of course, your 23 under 23 countdown, which has uh, come to an end, obviously. Counted down those 23 young guns to watch. Um, how do you find the process? Obviously, ranking players is uh, your bread and butter by now. So yeah, how do you find that one? Yeah, it was, it's an interesting one. For Sample, it's always a bit difficult because uh, there's so many great young talents, um, not just that are draft eligible, but in the future particularly, they've got a great development system, but also the uh, slightly older ones that perhaps missed out for one reason or another. Um, we do know that uh, prior to last season in the AFL Women's, there was only the one South Australian team. So therefore, there was limited spots on AFLW lists, but hopefully now Port's in, they're getting established, there's going to be a, a fair few more spots available. Yeah, well, let's dive into the rankings. Starting off at 23 with the oldest player in it, Maya Richter. Um, yeah, how'd you sort of start off with her and, and what's she done to, to get into this conversation? Yeah, so she's clearly the sort of first cab off the rank. Um, she's a bit of an interesting one. She's obviously had a lot of injuries over the journey, a lot of ankle problems, uh, and hopefully she's feeling the best she's felt. Um, she's got the ability to sort of step up to the next level. She is the oldest player that's in that countdown, turning 23 this year. Um, but more a case of she's shown she can play inside mid. Um, she's been playing in defence the last couple of years while she's been injured, so... Um, She's someone who is really well-loved around the countdown, so around the league. Um, it's just an exciting time, uh, and she's someone who I think uh, could take a game to the next level. Yep. And in terms of maybe some of the other mature ages, there's plenty of girls who have, of course, been in that South Australian under-18 setup who we've seen for many years, so who are some of them? Yeah, absolutely. So Alana Lishman's probably the, the one that comes to mind uh, outside of Lana Schwert, who's the top-ranked uh, overager, if you like, missing out last year. Uh, she's still Crow's uh, father-daughter eligible, but uh, if we're looking at some of the others, obviously Gypsy Shermer's uh, ex-AFLW Academy member. You've got Alana Lishman, who won the goal-kicking last year for Norwood. She's playing forward again, uh, and certainly through the trial form, she's one of the most uh, I mean, eye-catching players. Uh, of course, now she's gone with the... Uh, the half blonde, half brunette hairstyle, which uh, if she turns one way, easy recognisable. The other way, it's a, you think it's another player. So I'm still getting used to that, um, but she won't mind that. Um, she's a character and her goal celebrations are great. Um, and then you've got the Central District duo, uh, Tia Huynh and Maddie Lane. They're another couple that I think are worth watching. And, and Zoe Venning as well, who's always there about the mark from West Adelaide. Um, but overall, there were about 11 overage or mature age players that were in that countdown, so around 50%, which is pretty good. Um, they do have a lot of depth in that area. Yeah, and we know that, obviously, the mature ages are always a chance of getting drafted, but we love looking at 
the ones who are sort of those pr prospective future prospects. So in terms of them, the maybe the underages, um, who are some of the girls that are really standing out to you at senior level? Yeah, so there were quite a few 2006-born players. Uh, obviously, I had five in my countdown in the end. There would have been seven uh, had it not been for Georgia McKee and Shea Archibald's knees, which unfortunately um, went in the off-season. So they've gone both down with ACL injuries, so they'll be missing for the 2023 season, so therefore weren't considered. Um, but the ones that were, were all players that were at least on the South Australian squad last year. So you've got India Rashid, who was my top-ranked one. She's definitely a, a natural to top-five player next year. Um, then you've got Lucy Boyd, Charlotte Riggs, who both played for South Australia last year. Tall talents, very athletic, really exciting types. And then you've also got uh, the likes of Eagles' Gemma Charity, who was uh, won the under-16s uh, MVP for South Australia in their two-match series there. She missed out on getting a gig for the under-18 side, but that's purely because of the strength. Uh, and the same goes for Violet Patterson, who was another one who was named in the under-18 squad as an 06-er, but unfortunately couldn't quite crack in because of the strength of that lineup. But, uh, yeah, expect to see their names in there this year and certainly uh, creating plenty of waves. So we've obviously run through the past under-18 players, got some of the futures. What about the present? We've got obviously a pretty stacked top-age crop in South Australia and coming off for many of them an under-18 championship win. So who are some of the girls that uh, round out the under-23 list? Yeah, so when I'm talking about sort of not the lower end, but say outside the top five or the fifth sort of downwards. Uh, you've got Lily Whitcomb, who I've included. She's uh, been earmarked as a potential role change from defence to attack uh, in SA, or at least potentially versatile, playing in multiple roles. She's a really competitive player, so she's one to keep an eye on. Uh, an important player in Sturt's lineup. Uh, and then you're looking to side the top 10 of my countdown. You've got Elaine Grigg, uh, Central District Speedster. She's come over from North Adelaide, so a really, really good uh, pickup for them. So she's got uh, the family connections there. Uh, her family have not only been playing with them, but they've also um, been involved at board level. So um, she's definitely in there. And then you look higher up, just ahead of her, the Glenelg duo of Matilda Schultz and Piper Window. Very different players. Obviously, Schultz being one of the tallest in the draft crop. Um, she's close to 190, sort of getting towards that way. She's the ruck. Um, unfortunately, she's injured at the moment, so it's a wait and see to see whether she'll make the round one squad. But Piper Window's been playing in the trials, and she's played between midfield and forward. Um, so I think both of them deserve to sort of be in there, and, the, and that sort of goes up to that uh, fifth rank. Yeah, well, actually, I think my mental maths have the, uh, the count at 20, because you've got three left. Yep, that's it. Um, so start with number three, who, um, I mean, uh, for anyone who pays attention um, or knows the countdown, obviously, number three probably won't be too much of a surprise. No, I don't think any of these will be a surprise because no. <laughs> if they're listening, they've probably read it. Um, so, yeah, number three, obviously, Molly Brooksby out of Norwood. Uh, she's someone I see with a really high upside, elite skills, uses both sides of the body, 40-plus um, metre kick on both sides. She can snap out of a pack, play forward, play mid. She's been working hard playing on a wing, but in the under-17s future, she had about 25 touches playing inside. So um, she's definitely got that ability to step up against the quality players um, and an incredible work rate as well. She covers the ground really, really well. So um, for me, I, I think coming into the countdown, the top two were obvious, and then from then on, it was who, who makes it after that. So um, she was, I determined she was the next best, but it is very, very even. Yep, and the last two are obviously the last two South Australian under-18 MVP winners. So give us your number two. It, it's obviously hard to split them, and, and one hasn't played for a year. Mm. So how would you go with the order? 
Yeah, it's it's always difficult, as we know. It's just like any power rankings. If some player's out for 12 months, you kind of, where do you put them? Do you put them where they were? Do you anticipate them drop down or, or stay where they are? Um, for me, I've just sort of kept it where I would um, without that because I think that that player will come in and, and have a great impact. But um, Sinead Goody comes in at number two. Um, she could easily be deserving of number one. She's just balanced all round. For me, the difference between her and the number one is She's probably the most balanced player you know, when you're talking athletically as well as skills, decision-making, everything like that. She's just very good across the board. She's um, only measured in about 162. She does seem a little taller than that when she's out on the field, but um, look, she's played mid-forward back. She's a great utility. Um, yeah, she makes great decisions. Her game awareness um, is, is incredible, and I, I know Eagles coach Narelle Smith um, yeah, said she was the most balanced player she's sort of seen over the over the whole time she's been in SA footy. So definitely big props to her, and she's going to be an exciting one. That leaves only one player left, and, uh, well, we know who it is. It's yeah. probably the best player in the country, Lauren Young. Tell yeah. us a bit about why she then takes out the number one ranking. Well, I, I think that pretty much summarises why she takes out the number one ranking. Um, yeah, look, that's not the first time uh, it's been discussed she's the number one player in the country. Uh, it happened when she was 15 and against those 18, 19-year-olds. So, um, yeah, obviously, talent manager Robbie Neal's been huge on her. Coach uh, of the SA program, Beck McMahon's huge on her. They're all sort of like, you know, she's just incredible talent. And unfortunately, her knee injury last year put her out. They still won the champs, um, which incredibly, when you think about it, they were missing the best player in the country, theoretically, and, and they were missing her and they still won it. So to bring her back in is great. She's just great contested overhead um, she's sort of got that um, extra height, obviously, if you're comparing her to Sinead Goody. Um, she's obviously got probably an extra 16 centimetres, so very good contested. Can play the key roles, but can easily play midfield. She'll probably play forward this year, so um, based on what uh, West Adelaide coach Bruce Dawes said. So, um, yeah, look forward to her playing there. But, yeah, she could play anywhere, and she's just... Um, she's got a booming kick. There, there's so much to her that um, I think... Uh, AFLW clubs love. Is that the main difference between the two, the fact that you've got Young above Goody? Is that height difference? Does that sort of lend to her maybe future scope a bit better? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. You, you know me. I, I generally go for the shorter players, let's be yeah. honest. Um, but in, in this scenario, I think the only main improvement for me with uh, Young is that sort of shorter kicking, that kind of just pinpointing it a bit more. Um, but what she can do with her size, she's so hard to match up on. Both of these players will get tagged, but mm. I think the difference is when you're 178 to 180, you're, you're harder to outmark, um, particularly when you've got those footy smarts. And the second that you lose a contest or don't mark the ball, it's game over. And, and Central found that out the hard way when they got a horrible bounce, and she was just on the spot within a second and, and snapped a goal and kicked a couple that day, set up another one. Um, so I think that's the difference where... Goody can outrun players. Like, I believe she'd have the, obviously, higher endurance base because she's played for longer and, and whatnot. But um, the only difference is that I think, yeah, that sort of size and, um, yeah, perhaps what she could be based on what she showed at 15 because we have missed that 16 to 17 year. Um, but I guess time will tell, really. Um, it's going to be an exciting time uh, this year. Yeah, impressive. Didn't even get a kick last year and she's number one in the, <laughs> in the order. But... Obviously, we can't wait to see her dominating again next year, but it's fitting, of course, that we, I guess, end the countdown with her because we, uh, Pete had a chat with her uh, over the preseason, of course, discussing the return from her ACA, ACL injury, if I can get that one out, and her hopes for the year ahead. So, 
Guess for your first question, how's the knee? Oh, so good. I'm so keen to be back. Like, it's, I think, a week after, like, tw I hit 12 months. So, yeah, it's feeling good. Yeah, so pre-season you've been able to get into and do all that? Um, yeah, at the moment, but I had a little shoulder niggle at the moment, but it's gone, so... Yeah, it should be it for the pre-season, hopefully. So you're able to do all the testing? Was that all good? Or you, uh, yeah, agility I kind of like. Yeah, <laughs> Went easy, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't too great anyway, so... Yeah, so you didn't want to put the knee out anymore? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Case, yeah. I was like, it's definitely going to pop or something. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough, yeah. Nah, um, all good. So um, I guess what were, what were the emotions last year when you did it? Because obviously coming off the year you had and then not being able to play the next year, how was that for you? Oh, it... It was a bit of a stitch up, I'm not gonna lie, but um, yeah, I was definitely, I was a bit like weird because when I first did it, I was just more excited to like get into the like knee-hab process, but um, yeah, it was definitely, it felt like it dragged, especially during the middle months, but apart from that, it was, I was very grateful for like all the support and stuff, so yeah, it was really good. That was West Adelaide young gun Lauren Young speaking to our very own Peter Williams about her recovery from the ACL injury. Um, and what she hopes to do over the next 12 months. We're going to head straight into our Sample W club-by-club club previews. Uh, starting with West Adelaide, of course, Lauren Young's club. They're going to regain their superstar as well as uh, ex-Pine Tiger Eilish Ross. So how are they going to fare in 2023? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about West Adelaide. I, I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, they've got Bruce Dawes coming in as coach. He was the ex-Sturt coach, um, and he now comes in uh, replacing Mark Moody. Obviously, they did win the Wooden Spoon last year. They're on an 11-game losing streak, but they did beat North Adelaide in round one. So um, I think they've got a great chance of playing finals. I'm not sure whether they'll do it. I've sort of got them in the middle bracket between third to sixth. Um, but they've been able to pick up not only um, Ross, who just walked straight into the 21, and clearly she's one of the best players in the league having that AFLW experience, but also picking up Paige Allen out of Central. She'll be that sort of hard sort of running winger, I'd say. Um, and then Kelly Baltrop, who won the uh, league goal kicking a, a few years ago and, and sort of just been playing mostly at local level, and she was at North at that stage. Um, but realistically, last year they had a pretty strong, consistent midfield, a good def uh, good defence, but their attack just lacked. And now that they've brought in Young to go in their ball trop and, and a few others that will step up through their youth, um, I, I think there's no reason they can't at least move up the ladder. Whether or not it's enough to make finals, I'm not sure, because I do think the top end of this group will be incredible, as we know, Young and whatnot. Um whether or not if they did cop injuries or things like that, they might not be enough to overcome the the teams with more depth. Um, but that's going to, I guess, wait to be seen because we saw with Sturt last year. So um, it is really good. I think they're going to be way more competitive. Um, and that's exciting. They won both their trial games. So yep. they're placed well. Awesome. Well, from one end of the ladder, at least from last year's perspective, to the other in North Adelaide, the reigning premiers have won two of the last three flags under super coach Chrissy Steen. So can they do it again? Yeah, absolutely they can. I, I Look, right now they're the premiership favourites. I, I think it's fair to say if you did a poll of all the coaches across the league, uh, which club other than their own do they think would win it, I'd say the majority, if not all, would say North. Um, clearly they're well-drilled, fantastically coached, um, they've just got depth for ages. They obviously lose Hannah Ewings and Emily Borg to AFLW. They'll play a little bit, but um, others who won't, Jade DeMello, Meg Ryan, both gone into state, so they're not going to be playing this season. Um, but they did pick up Izzy Starmer, who was arguably the league's 
Best Ruck. So they've got her out of Central District. They've got April Crooks out of Tassie. She's going to be an exciting sort of forward. Um, and there's plenty of sort of whispers on Jade Vizza, who's a 2007-born player. She's someone who comes through the ranks, and uh, obviously that would be really exciting if they can get another one coming through there. Unfortunately, they did lose Elaine Grigger, of course, to Central. But um, as a whole, if we're looking positive-negative, I've sort of got them ahead. Um, and when you win the flag and you're sort of getting stronger, then you're the team to beat. So for me, absolutely, um, Premiership favourites. Definitely top four. It's just whether or not they can get it done. Yep, and they beat, of course, Sturt in the grand final. We're going to touch on them next. Uh, Double Blues had two of their key defenders or most important defenders drafted. Um, how important a loss is that going to be coming into 2023? Yeah, look, they obviously they lost Alex Ballard and, and Kira Mueller, who provide the majority of the drive from defence. They'll still come back and play some games with them, but... Um, you'd presume, depending on the AFLW season, that they may not be there when the, the whips are cracking late. So they do have to find some answers to that. Um, Captain Maya Rigda might play more time in midfield. So again, if she, she does that, then that might um, drop off towards that defensive end. Uh, Izzy Kuyper's currently out with an ACL, and, and she was their best and fairest winner in 2021. So um, she comes back, uh, hopefully, at some stage this year. There's no guarantees, but there were... Uh, plenty of people are optimistic she might make it back later in the season, so that's going to be a really good get for them. They've picked up Lucy Earl from Glenelg, who's a key defender, so that gives them a bit of height and replacing that sort of Alex Ballard role, if you like. Um, but, I mean, it, it is going to be interesting. I've still got them for thereabouts. I think they're sort of a second to fifth kind of team. Um, more likely than unlikely to make finals. Um, obviously, India Rashid's an X-factor in forward. Really excited about what she can do, but... Yeah, it's going to be an interesting time for Sturt. They're hard to rate because obviously they had a brilliant season, but they don't have that underdog status anymore. So for me, um, I think they'll play finals, but um, not 100%. Okay, what about Glenelg? They've obviously had a, uh, a switching coach with Lexia Edwards replacing Jason Farrell. So they only won a flag a couple of years ago. How are they going to fare? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Glenelg are the ones that I kind of throw my hands in the air and I have no idea where they're going to finish, to be honest. The reason being, um, they're, they're clearly a well-coached, well-drilled club, similar to North Adelaide. They've got that rich history, um, a pretty successful, um, I guess, program over the last couple of years. Obviously, they have changed coach. Lexia Edwards is familiar with the play. She was an inaugural player there, so she's well, um, I guess, uh, well used versed. to it. Yeah, yeah well-versed with it, exactly. Um, obviously, who they've brought in, it's... They're not as well-known as some others, obviously. They've brought in um, Serena Waters uh, and Andy Malaire, who sort of from that Northern Territory. Um, they've brought in basketballer, um, and then they've got a few others that are coming through. The youth coming through is very impressive, though. Um, I know Matilda Schultz, obviously, Piper Window, we've touched on. They're a couple of elite guns. Violet Patterson was another. They've got a lot there. Um, the big question mark for me is just the Jess Bates factor. She's gone to Collingwood VFL. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she won the league best and fairest last year, so that's a huge loss out of any midfield. So it, it means the, the likes of Window, Patterson, and some others that are, I guess, kicking around hoping to step up to that next level. Um, but they do have some good 07s coming through. So looking forward to seeing what they can do. Um, I'm still not sold on them making finals, though. I think if, if a team does drop out, it'll probably be them. Okay. And what about South Adelaide? Obviously, still made finals last year, despite uh, their coach saying they were going through a rebuilding phase. So how far can they go now in 2023? Yeah. Um, I think, speaking to Rick Watts uh, just recently, 
I think he still can't believe they make finals, to be honest. I mean, we, we, we have a joke on here saying you've written them off all year, but um, I think he wrote off his year and then somehow they got it done. So maybe he just needs to keep doing that. But um, to be honest, they're the dark horse in my premiership race, to be honest. I think they're um, about where he this year said they were, which is between the second and fourth best teams on paper. Um, and I, I tend to agree. I think that they're potentially... Um, the second best team if they can get it up and going. They drew with North Adelaide in the trial game um, after winning their first match. Uh, so it's going to be a good time for them if they can all get up and running. Um, they did lose Shay Archbold to a knee injury, unfortunately. But they've picked up a, a girl called Lily Baxter, who's an 07, um, coming through their program, kicked a couple of goals in each of the trial games. So to be honest, if, um, if you're kicking a couple of goals against North Adelaide's defence, I'm excited to see what she can produce against the rest of the competition. Um, and Bella Rigby's another 07 player. Um, Jordan Hickey and Charlotte Dolan have come across from the Eagles. Obviously, Hickey returning to the club. Uh, great experience. They did lose Talita Buethke to Norwood. But other than that, I think they're pretty well stacked. They're definitely far stronger um, on paper now. And they do regain some of the players like Georgia Hooper, Soraya Moon, and then eventually um, their captain who comes back as well. So, which is Brianna uh, Cleggett uh, is her new, uh, I guess, married name. It was Brianna Wedding for all those who um, haven't heard that yet. Um, but she's coming back at some point during the season later. They're all the ACL injuries that they sustained early, which is why he wrote off their season, I think. Um, but yeah, look, he's uh, brutally honest, calls a spade a spade, and I love that. And he said second to fourth, so I'll back him in with that. Cool. Let's go to Norwood next. Obviously, a new coach as well. Brad Snell taking over from Matt Creeper. They've lost a couple of rucks, but brought in a couple of tools as well. So where does that sort of put them in the pecking order? Yeah, um, like Glenelg, I think Norwood is sort of in the middle um, of that bracket. They're going to be fighting for a, a lower final spot. I, it was the first time they've missed finals. They finished fifth. Mm. A bit unlucky. Um, obviously, they lost Leah Cutting and... Georgia Avery to the Eagles and Central, respectively. Um, they've brought in Talita Buethke from South. Obviously, she'll add some pace. Lauren Smith's a bit of an exciting sort of, I guess, um, defender out of Central. She'll add some extra experience in the back half, which is important. Um, obviously, Ali Farrell, uh, Farrell's back there for um, the captain there and Morgan Johnston as well. So they do have experience in their back half, which is great. Uh, and then Georgie Jakes is one who um, we know has represented New South Wales ACT. Um, so she's one that I, you know, they're earmarked as playing a key role um, as a tool. So that's going to be interesting. Um, obviously, the key that they're looking at this year's data, um, not just their own data, but opposition data. So it's going to be fascinating, I think, to see how that plays a role and, and whether it does sneak them in. So um, obviously, in the trial matches, they got smacked by North before smacking Glenelg. So a bit hard to read their form. I think that they're going to end up um, thereabouts. It'll just be whether or not they can sneak in. All right, we're going to go with the Central District Bulldogs next up. And I know you're always pretty excited about what they can produce. So, yeah, how do you see them stacking up? Yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I love the way they play. Um, and I've said this to their coach. I just, um, if they can reduce the, the little mistakes that they make um, and fade outs, then they could be really, really good. Um, they, they're the kind of team that can go kick five goals on you in a quarter and then just nothing happened for the next three. So it's going to be about getting that consistency. They've got the talent on board. They've brought in Elaine Grigg. They've got um, Caitlin Rosenwick and Chantal Reynolds who will both come back. Reynolds won the uh, league goal kicking a couple of years back, um, but unfortunately she's been injured as has Rosenwick. So they lost their key forwards on the eve of the season last year, which didn't help. 
Um, AFLW inclusions, Julia Tickle, which gives more height. Olivia Lebecki, which gives them the ruck height of the loss from Izzy Starmer. And also Maria Maloney, which is perfect to help out Shelby Smith in the midfield. So we've mentioned the likes of Tia Huynh, who will combine with Elaine Grigg on the wing. We've got Madison Lane, who's probably going to play more midfield, has played defence. Um, and realistically, Georgia McKee's the big out, along with Starmer, obviously done her uh, ACL. But if they can cover her, then I, I think they're looking pretty good. So, again, same as Norwood and Glenelg in that sort of middle bracket. Um, if they can cut out their sort of fade-outs, then I think that they're every chance to sort of squeeze in. But I've sort of got them down as that third to seventh kind of team. Yep, some handy additions there for the doggies. We're going to finish off, of course, with Woodville West Torrens. They've got some good young developing talent, including, of course, Shanae Goody. So how far can they go? Yeah, um... I'd like to see them go far. I do think they're probably the one at the back of the pack at the moment purely because they are so young. Um, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. Um, I think they, they're good enough to get off the bottom. I think they will compete with most teams. It's just whether or not they can turn those six-point losses into wins. Um, so I would say just reading across the board without looking at pure numbers that they're probably the youngest team in the comp, which is saying something. There's a lot of young teams, but obviously under first-year coach Narelle Smith last year, they really did well towards the back end of the year, but she was very frustrated because they should have had about two or three more wins. Um, so if they convert those, then they're pushing for finals. So hopefully they can move up the ladder because they are well-coached. They've got Leah Cutting and Beatrice Devlin coming in, which is a couple of AFLW experienced talents. Um, and along with, obviously, Goody, as we've mentioned, they've got Marley Feget, who's uh, Port father-daughter selection potentially, as well as Gemma and Chloe Charity, um, who will be vying for the SA State team. So they do have that youth there. It's just whether or not the youth can turn those um, competitive losses, if you like, into wins. Absolutely. And on the Eagles, of course, we're going to move into another chat that our very own Peter Williams had with young gun Sinead Goody. Uh, they discussed the pressure and expectation heading into her top age season, as well as maybe some of the extra opposition attention she may be getting. Uh, and then obviously with Eagles too, you had a couple of games last season where you were probably pretty heavily tagged or watched on. How did you sort of deal with that? Because obviously at the start, you kind of look like they were getting the better of you at times and then you seemed to get better as the year went on. Did you sort of adapt to it a bit? Uh, yeah, well, it's just hard because like, obviously not all of the teams t put a tag on me, but I mean, as long as I'm playing the role within my team, I think that's, I don't really, if someone's taking me out of the game being tagged, like it opens up other players within our team so then they can use their strength to benefit our team. So I didn't really mind it. That was Eagles young gun Sinead Goody with our very own Peter Williams chatting all things season 2023. We're going to move into our round one predictions or Peter's round one predictions. Of course, starting on Friday night, February 17 at the parade with Norwood taking on North Adelaide. How do you see it panning out? Yeah, uh, look, I've got to go with the reigning premiers here. I think they're going to be a bit too strong. Uh, excited to see how the lights show up on the stream. Yeah. I got to see them firsthand when I was there the other week. Um, brand new lights down there at the parade. Really exciting time. That's why they're playing them at night. They like to show them off. It was pretty impressive. So um, looking forward to that. Unfortunately for Norwood, I just don't think they've quite got enough to beat North. Um, and you'd be a brave man to tip against North in any game. Um, so I'm going to go with North, um, but we'll see how we go. Yeah, get down to the parade if you want a bit of wow factor at 7.30pm. Got a triple header on Saturday as well. The first being West Adelaide coming up against Glenelg at Hyacinth Stadium. That one at 12pm. Who's winning? 
Yeah, well, West Adelaide last won uh, this time last year in round one, and I think they might do it again. They're at home. Their trial match form is really good. They're the only team with two wins. Glenelg are the team that came away with two losses along with the Eagles. But um, based on that form, you've got to go West Adelaide. Um, but we're going to find out whether that's real or whether there's uh, it, it changes when it comes to the matches. Yeah, we head to X Convenience Oval next, also at 12pm, with Central District hosting the Eagles. Um, yeah, how's that one going to go? Uh, well, I'm going to quote Narelle Smith, who said that Central District always play well against us, so I'm going to go with that uh, and use her words to tip Central District. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with the doggies for this one. Narelle, if you're listening, if you're watching... <laughs> I'm backing you. Um, we head over, of course, on Saturday night to Flinders University Stadium. We've got South Adelaide taking on Sturt, who's winning in our final game of the round. Yeah, for me, uh, this is a 50-50 contest. Um, I'm going to go with South purely because it's at their ground. They both play at very different grounds. Um, obviously, Flinders Uni is very large, that stadium, versus sort of Unley Oval, which is quite a... A narrow ground, if you like. So uh, I'm going to go with South. They did beat Sturt in the preseason, so I'll go with the Panthers. Yep. All right, we're going to run through a few quick season predictions off the cuff. Give me your premier. Yeah, I'm going to stick with North Adelaide at this stage. Yep. Real, real line on the, <laughs> real on the fence kind of stuff. Yeah, real neck on the line sort yeah. of stuff here. Um, this is what you tune in for, runner up. <laughs> I'm going to go with South Adelaide. Yep. So you got. North, South Adelaide, wow. And top four, who who are the two other teams to fill it out? Well, third, I'll, I'll go with Sturt. I think that's the obvious choice for me. Um, I think they've got done enough to deserve that. Fourth is where I'm sort of very um, tied up between. I'm going to go with the team that I'm backing to have a good year finally in Central District. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a watch on basically every other team. Um, so it's going to be exciting. I think West and Norwood in particular are the two other teams that I think could sneak into there. Um, but I'll, I'll see what happens. I'll back the doggies. I seem to do them every year, but let's see. Just just do something. If there was a team, yeah. uh, I know we're from Victoria, but if there was a team you had to support in this league, it would be the doggies, wouldn't it? I, just based on, on prior history. Oh, I, I, like them. I like them all, to be honest. They've all got different um, exciting traits about them. Um, yeah. I just think the way they play the game, they move the ball. Um, Eagles are the same. They're very um, mm. fast moving and everyone's going that way. So always good to share the success around Absolutely. too. We saw Sturt do it last year. So hopefully a, a team like the Doggies or, or the Eagles um, can jump up and, and really improve this year. Yeah. Two more questions without warning. Uh, give me a league best and fairest and a leading goal kicker. League best and fairest. Well, oh, do I have to go the neck on the line stuff here and go Lauren? Th- well, if I'll it's go, the I'll go, answer, Yeah, I'll go Lauren Young, I think, for the uh, league BNF. Um, she won it a couple of years ago, of course, so that'll mm. be a second in as many years she's played. Um, and league leading goal kicker. I reckon I might go with uh, Alana Lishman again. Like, mm-hmm. it's backing up from last year, but she's the one that I think... Um, she's going to be the dominant goal kicker in Norwood's forward line, so I think that she'll probably do it again. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for all your predictions and analysis and expertise and everything else. Uh, Peter Williams, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, no worries. Uh, that's, what, that's what you get it for, picking the reigning premier, the reigning <laughs> leading goal kicker and everything else. But yeah, it's going to be a good time. Very even comp. Absolutely. Um, that is, of course, all we have time for on the latest ep- or the, the first episode of the year of the Game Sense podcast. Make sure you tune into the Sample W action if you have a Sample Now subscription. Um, get down to the games if you're over in Adelaide. 
Um, of course, tune in to Rookie Me Central. We'll have scouting notes, previews, reviews throughout the season and plenty more content, uh, even on our socials at Rookie Me Central on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube as well, as, as you might know. So plenty more content to come. We'll catch you next time on Game Sense.